Hi, I'm Tony Stubblebine, founder and CEO of the Lyft app, and you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And uh, what I wanted to do is try and really explore this whole idea of uh, seeking funding before we actually launch our apps. I think it's incredibly important for from what we've learned in the past. There's two reasons. One is to actually get some money for the apps that we're building, which is actually quite handy, given that it's really challenging to try and get angel money or venture capital money. And it's always a little bit embarrassing when you have to go back to your family and ask for money. So Kickstarter seems to be a, an incredibly powerful platform for that. And also, it's important for a market validation uh, tool as well to get us some feedback, give us feedback on our idea if people like it, then tend, we, they tend to pledge money on it on Kickstarter. So uh, obviously there's the fear of um, having our ideas out there and other people will steal them and, and uh, have successful apps. But I'm always of the belief that an idea is worth sharing uh, and that's what Kickstarter enables us to do. So what I've done is I've reached out to uh, someone t- today who is uh, going to talk us through his experience with an app putting it onto Kickstarter and all the things around that uh, journey and what the app will do as well. So uh, let me introduce uh, our guest. It's Courtney Escoffrey, and he is the founder of uh, Tomo App. And uh, if you need some links to the show notes, um, then just go to episode 171 and find it on theappguy.co. Just go visit that appguy.co where the podcasts are. Look for episode 171. You'll see all the links uh, to uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. So, uh, Courtney, um, anyway, leaves me to say welcome to the App Guy podcast. Uh, thank you. Great uh, to be here. So I would first of all like to start off by just learning a little bit about you. Um, what uh, inspired you to uh, think of uh, an app idea and put it onto Kickstarter? I, I would say that this particular idea had been in my head for uh, actually several years. And um, in, it was really until recently that I just, I just, you know, you have like a burning feeling in your gut um, that you, you, you have something that you want to share, you have something that you want to do, accomplish, um, and you know, it really just got to the point where I was, I was, you know, saying to myself, I really need to to get this out out into the the real world and 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 you know, see how far I can take it, you know, give it give it the best punch that I that I know with the full force behind it. So that's really what kind of uh, drove me to to create Tomo. Can you remember when your idea came to you all seven years ago? I remember when I first articulated it. I would say um, it's it's always uh, so. Tomo is really about you know communal savings, and it's really borrowing from um, a, a savings mechanism that that isn't new. Um, so it's it's the idea of saving in this fashion is has always been with me, as my my folks used to do it a long while uh, a lot, but um, the technology pieces, all of these ideas, you know, additions, uh, really came to me um, as I as I mentioned uh, when I first kind of got here to New York, um, and I articulated it to some friends, you know, just just spoke it out, and I said it would be cool if you know if you know this could happen, if that could happen, uh, if people could really save money together and it be you know in a communal space. And, and not so much, uh, and this is, I believe, before, um, definitely before Kickstarter and that, that kind of thing, but where people could really, you know, pull their money together towards a specific object. 
And um, I think that would be an awesome idea. And, you know, all my friends were saying, you know, yeah, that's cool. It would be great. You should really do it. And it's one of those things that kind of just goes away. But it, it's, you know, bouncing around upstairs in the head. <laughs> so we're going to get more into the app, what it does, the idea. But, you know, just a little bit of a backstory about you then. So you said that uh, you just arrived in, in New York. Uh, where you, had you come from? And, and were you actually moving there for work? Or give us, give us a little bit of sense about you, Courtney. Sure. Um, so after I graduated um, from DePaul University in uh, Greencastle, Indiana, that's DePaul with a W, not the L. Um, I actually uh, went to Japan for a year and I, where I taught English. And, um, and I came back to, I came to New York, rather, um, with, with literally $40 in my pocket. Um, and I, I, I actually just wrote an article about that on, the blog, on my blog. But um, I literally just got to New York with $40 and um, was staying with a friend of mine um, for a while until I uh, got my first job in the, in the big city um, as a Macy's shoe salesman, women's shoe salesman. Well, you're and, just boasting uh, now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was my first job, and then I was um, selling tickets, um, tickets to comedy shows in, in Times Square, um, which is tough. But um, but that's really my start, um, and and I and I you know toughed it out, and and then got into marketing, ad operations, um, digital um, advertising, and and then I kind of you know moved on from there. Well, I mean, first of all, I just think it's very inspirational. I think many people listening are in the same situation in, in that we, you know, sometimes don't have a lot of money, but we have dreams and that's what keeps us going. And yeah. uh, the, the fact that you'd spent a whole year in Japan uh, must have been really exciting. And then moving back to New York and uh, then just trying to make it, make, 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 I guess, were you trying to follow the, or trying to um, achieve the American dream? Um, I, I guess you could say that, um, but I would, I would say, yeah, I guess the American dream and I guess the American dream is to follow your dream, whatever that dream is. Right. So, um, it wasn't so much of the, you know, the, the house with the white picket fence sometimes as it's, it's described, but it's more of, um, doing what you were meant to do and believing that it's possible. Yeah. And I just, that's a great point to pick up on, uh, because many of us, you know, I, I, uh, confess that I was washing dishes in, in uh, Surfers Paradise in Australia. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of uh, different jobs over my career. And, you know, part of me back then felt that uh, you, you're only successful when you reach a certain amount of salary or you have a certain amount of respect for the job that you're doing. But actually, I, I've had a real complete mindset change, you know, since doing this podcast and, and meeting all the wonderful people I've met through it, in, in that I actually value now the ability to do what I am passionate about and also have the freedom uh, to, to live a, a, an awesome life. And, and that does not uh, equate to anything about career status or m money. And I think that's a wonderful Absolutely. thing to be reminded of. What, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, it's, it's so important to, to do all those things that you just said to, um, to really just to know that you're doing something that makes you happy, to know that you're doing something that brings you um, a level of satisfaction. Um, that's, you know, it's worth, it's worth more than gold. 
So we, uh, you went to New York, you had this burning idea. It was way before Kickstarter, I think, and uh, certainly around about the time when apps were starting to get a little bit popular on the iPod Touch and then the iPhone. And so uh, what, what your idea is, is a massive idea because you're dis- almost dismediating the banks and uh, disrupting the banks in a way. Um, I, I suppose you could say that. I suppose you could say that, yeah. Because, I mean, um, a bank is a communal savings uh, uh, solution, isn't it, where they pool their money and then try and make more money based on uh, all, all the savings and uh, and then they can yeah. leverage up from that. Yeah. And I, I would just, I guess I'll, I'll take this this moment to, to really articulate the difference. And so I think um, philosophically, um, I, I would say in America, we're really, we're really stuck on, um, I would say, rugged individualism, so to speak. And it's, it's really about, you know, doing things your own. So I think a lot of the banks approach our um, Americans approach to saving money um, and to doing these and to even success is, is really about one's own self. Like I made it, I saved this much money. I did this, you know what I mean? Um, which I don't think is, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm, I'm looking at a different approach. What if, what if we got there together? Um, what if someone held me accountable? Um, so I have a goal and what if somebody's reminding me of that goal, uh, constantly or has a vested interest in seeing me achieve said goal? Okay. So what we would love to know, because there's, there's people listening right now who have never used Kickstarter or Indiegogo or any of these other platforms. And so you've got your idea. It's taken a while, obviously, to get to the point where you are now. Uh, what steps should we be taking to, to follow in your footsteps to get something actually uh, on Kickstarter and get it in reality? Um, so I would say um, number one, um, and this is something that I, I probably didn't do uh, probably a good enough job of. And so, you know, I've just passed the information back, but um, have, have, a, have a plan for what happens once it's on Kickstarter. Um, a lot of people just think that, you know, once you get on Kickstarter, you just kind of, you know, and then people see it and they love the idea and that's it. Um, and then you'll get funded. Voila. But, um, but I think there's a lot of, a lot to be said about um, one strategy for being on Kickstarter. Um, and that, that has a lot to do with marketing, um, having a community ar- around what you're, what you're doing. I think that has a lot to do with um, a Kickstarter campaign success. Yeah, well, I mean, that's great timing because uh, we've learned from this podcast going back to, uh, I think, episode 97 and, and some others uh, where having a ready-made audience is is vital uh, with apps as well as, um, you know, going into the app store as well as a Kickstarter campaign because it's now, it's really impossible to get discovered unless there's something unique about your app or you're showcased by iTunes or in this case, uh, your staff picked by um, Kickstarter. And, right. and so, yeah, having a launch strategy and a strategy once you're actually on there, it, it sounds like it's a very similar thing to um, what we should be doing with apps. Right. And I would even say there are a lot of cool apps that, um, that are, are products that might um, suffer um, just from, from the lack of, of uh, you know, an, a, an audience, a specific audience or, you know, um, a, a marketing strategy. Because I, 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 a lot of times I, I, I'm suffering through a lot of Kickstarter campaigns and there are just so many things that are just so cool on there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Once you're on there, it's uh, I guess it's quite addictive to um, 
to pledge and to it's almost like a yeah because it's um it's a whole different world isn't it compared to the one that we're used to with the retail where the products have already been tested tried and you know there's an R&D department who have bought these products that they think we want these services mm-hmm. we they think we want and actually right. you see all these cool things on Kickstarter yeah I can, I can imagine it's really a, a quite quite exciting yeah so, so um, actually, we uh, were talking uh, with Trevor Cornwall back on episode one six three about the uh, very the challenges of getting discovered, and and that nowadays uh, with millions of apps out there, with a lot of uh, I mean, I guess thousands and thousands of Kickstarter uh, projects that are launching uh, every week, it, discover being discovered is one of the biggest challenges that we have of our time. Not certainly the cost of launch, because I can imagine. The cost for you launching this on Kickstarter has been fairly low. I, I don't think you've probably spent a lot of money. It, maybe you could talk to that. Um, yeah, the, <clears throat> uh, you know, launching on Kickstarter was very, you know, I didn't cost me a lot. Um, you can, you can absolutely, you know, anybody who wants to to start a Kickstarter campaign can do so. Um, but it's it's really just about you know the vision that you have. Yeah. Um, so. Let's talk about then the uh, approach you've got for the app. This is the App Guy podcast. And, uh, you know, as someone who has an idea that's going to be incorporated, I mean, it's called Tomo App. So you're going to have an app. Uh, perhaps you could talk through what you've done so far in building out the idea for the app. Sure. Um, so you, you you mean just just about the app or about the about have built up? the idea of the app. Well, you're speaking to a bunch of indie app developers and entrepreneurs, and many of us may actually be able to help out with the coding, with the development of the app. So have you actually appointed any app developers so far? Have you thought about the the actual uh, way you're going to uh, pay for this? And and are you coding it yourself or going to be outsourcing that? Got it. Um, So yeah, so I've I've got... um, uh, some members of my team that are actually working on development of, of the, um, the app as we speak. Um, the app beta uh, should be completed in, uh, from now approximately two months. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now. We're, we're looking at um, making some changes to design. Um, and I think the, one, of the, one of the important things that I have to do is keep my, keep the audi- grow the audience A and keep them engaged. So, you know, keep them informed of the things that I'm doing. Um, so once I've got, you know, uh, revised mocks of what the app will look like, those kind of things, I share that with, with my audience, different, um, key learnings that I've, I've had, or, um, I, I kind of, you know, say those things as well. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I am right now is making a physical or tangible product for people to be able to touch. Okay, so you're making a prototype, Courtney. And That's right. Uh, you said you had a team there. Is that s- something that is part of your day job then? You have a ready-made team or is this someone you, some team you've assembled uh, to specifically work on this? Yeah, that's a team that will specifically work on this. Um, but, you know, my day job is, is exactly um, – is you know, getting the word out about Tomo is, um, you know, leading design, um, leading, you know, all the little particulars, the little details of, of making sure that it's what people would want, what people would, would like. 
So, so how did you get a team together? Because I can imagine that you, you're not paying these guys a huge amount of money up front and right. you must have to sell them on the vision and are you actually yeah. bringing them in as part owners of what you eventually will build? build? Yeah, that's right. And and the way I did that was um, actually a lot of meetups. So I think uh, meetup.com um, here is, is actually a really great tool to meet like-minded individuals. Um, what I did really was was join a bunch of groups and go to a lot of meetups and talk to a lot of people. And what you end up realizing or actually gravitating to is people um, who you want to talk to, people who you like, people who can do something for you or you can do something for them. And so um, at these at these events, you really vet people who you think might be able to help you in a great way or, or not. And you follow up and talk and um, in this, in my particular case, I, I spoke with um, a group of talented engineers, and when I t- when I pitched them my idea, they you know really liked it and said that they were really committed to seeing seeing it through to the end. So, um, which which actually was was great, you know, music to my ears. So I was like, you know, let's let's see if we can do this. So, we partnered from there. So, what I'm, I'm loving about this, that, and we're all learning, is that uh, I have many app entrepreneurs, business owners who c- come to me and explain that they have this app idea and they would love to bring it to market. They'd love to get it developed, but it's just so expensive to build an app. And they have uh, they, they don't really want to bust their credit card building it, which is a good idea because we've seen a lot of people lose money. But what you're reminding us of is that there's people all around us and, and all we need to do is network because w- w- if we have a vision and passion for bringing this out, then people will pick up on that and eventually you can... You can use other people around you to to uh, all work towards a common cause. I mean, you've got a community style app uh, for savings, and uh, you can get people involved. How many people are going to be working with you? Three at the moment. Uh, and what sort of skills do they have? How did you end up? Uh, you know, I'm assuming that someone's good at coding, and you've got a, a Apple developer and a, an Android developer. Right. So, um, so the app is is going to be. Um, um, eventually on both Android and, and iOS, um, initially on Android. And so, you know, the team is comprised of, uh, at this point, the team at this point is um, comprised of a front-end developer, um, designer, um, you know, back-end uh, developer, um, and, and, you know, I would say visual graphic artist. Um, so that's, that's the team uh, right now. And then there's tons of other people who have helped me as well. Um, Frustrated journalist was was, was um, someone who helped me with my initial video. Um, a guy, another illustrator by the name of uh, Sam Oak, who who helped me with um, a lot of my initial mock designs, making it look cool. Um, that's really interesting because I think that that reminds us that all of us have access to Meetup, and we could be uh, just really networking and making sure that we get the right people, the right team in place. And we don't have to pay these guys a lot of money as long as, you know, they're sharing the vision and the passion. And uh, then eventually if it's a success, then of course they're going to be uh, wildly rewarded anyway. Uh, and that's the thing. And, you know, one more thing I'd like to mention on that. Um, and, and again, I, I totally agree with you wholeheartedly is um, it's it, the networking. Uh, it's, it's really about your passion about the project, right? People pick up on that. Um, people pick up on how, how I would say involved you are, how um, how passionate you are about the project, and what's really surprising, I think, to many people is that there are people who agree with you. 
You know, I, I, I was kind of surprised. It's, it's almost, it's a little surprising. It's silly, but when somebody agrees with you and you're like, yeah, I agree with you. I think that what you're saying is correct. And you're like, oh, actually, you know, someone agrees with me. I, I felt like sometimes you feel like you're the only one who, um, who is thinking a certain way and, and, and having somebody else agree and affirm you is, is, is wonderful and you need to find those people. Yeah, well, if uh, it's any consolation, and I agree with you completely as well about your idea. I mean, one of the things that's been really frustrating for me you know, I've left the city of London, I've left uh, big salaries, and I've seen uh, people on enormous salaries that are really not worth it at all. You know, they, and uh, it's just like money attracting money and anything to, to give, you know, to almost disrupt that whole uh, infrastructure and, and uh, give back and uh, have, you know, smaller ventures that are, are made up of passionate people that are coming together in a community staff um, way. And and breaking that, you know, like Kickstarter in a way, is that whole thing on a bigger platform. And uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's that's exactly what what um, what drove me to this, and that's exactly what what the app is designed to do. Really, uh, bring people together and and have people invested in you. Great. Well, I mean, uh, if uh, again, I'll just remind people that they can go to uh, the Appster Tribe, go to uh, theappguy.co and uh, search for the podcast episode 171 uh, with Courtney Escoffrey. And uh, then you'll find links to the Kickstarter. And, and by the time this goes live, it will be uh, up and still looking for pledges and funding. So uh, I can encourage you. In fact, pause the podcast right now, go over and do that before you carry on, because otherwise uh, you'll forget. So uh <laughs> And unless, of course, you're jogging or, um, uh, yeah, you're, you're um, out. The, usually I have people washing, doing the washing, uh, washing dishes while they're listening to this. So, um, <laughs> so pause the washing of the dishes and, and check it out. But uh, yeah, if you're driving, please do not uh, do what I just yes. said. <laughs> but, uh, so um, there's two things we like to do before we say goodbye uh, is one, uh, and I do this uh, with most guests, is we try to flesh out an app idea. We're, we're all full of ideas. We would love to uh, get uh, a potential idea from you. Now, uh, either you, could, could you um, give us an idea that you've already had for an app uh, that you're willing to share that's uh, something different to Tomo app? Or, or if not, then we've got another way of fleshing out an app idea from you. I, there's another idea that I that I um, I had. It wasn't necessarily for an app, though, Um I'll just share it. Share it, Gordon. You're, you're, share it? Okay. <laughs> hopefully this is not seven years in the making. It's uh, Yeah. Well, this was this was one um one that was very close to, to getting to, to getting a large deal of my attention. But anyway, um I thought it would be really cool um if you had uh headphones that, that kind of had uh visual graphics on the outside um of of the headphone. And um, that kind of lit up with the bead and, and had like maybe equalizers and things like that. But um, what would be what would be kind of cool to me um, was that, you know, as other users, um, other people with those headphones could could see you um, or see what you were listening to and could actually partake of whatever you were listening to. So you could kind of share your music or broadcast it to other uh, potential you know, headphone wearers. And so you could kind of have like this private party, um, so to speak, um, within, within your headphones. I thought that would, 
that would be awesome. Oh, there's so many ideas that are already <laughs> giving me on this one. This is great. So, yeah, you're right. There's so many of us uh, in the world that are walking around, you know, in our own world, listening to our own thing, whether it's a podcast or music, and no one has any idea uh, what we're doing. But imagine, yeah, some kind of headphones that would display very clear text in uh, neon text, uh, the track that we're listening to, uh, and uh, maybe some technology to to make it communal. Again, you know, picking up on your communal thing. Uh, I've been to uh, discos where there are, well, discos, festivals, parties, where it's a silent disco, and everyone wearing headphones will then just tune into the uh, the, 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 the either the frequency or the um, it's digitally uh, broadcast and uh, and it's kind of the most bizarre thing because you see everyone dancing away to to, to like you know and, and there's no sound everyone's got their headphones on that's hilarious I mean I, I you know some of these ideas come to me because um and and I've shared this one before but um and some people have have, have helped with that but um, I've been on the train and the subway here and I've been just listening to a really good song and, and I'm looking at people and I'm like, you really need to hear this song, but I don't want to like get up and talk to somebody, you know, necessarily and tell them I'm listening to a great song, but, um, I'd love to like interact with people in that way, in that kind of unobtrusive way. Um, and say, listen to this song. I think you'd really like it. Or of course, there's another op- opportunity here where you get to listen to the music. If you broadcast it somehow, you uh, advertise that you're listening to this and you think it's great. And so uh, you wear some kind of, uh, anyway, that's probably going a little bit far, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some uh, billboard that uh, is broadcasting or, or displaying uh, ads of what you're listening to so that uh, you can get away from listening to them for free. <laughs> hey, I'm it's sure, a future. I'm sure, some advertiser will will um, will be on for that. Yeah, but yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of because um, people like to people like the way their headphones look. I think visual aesthetic is really really key. So I was thinking more along the lines of um, being able to skin your headphones, whatever you wanted for that day, because it would be a display, right? So there'd be display technology on the on the headphones. So perhaps you could have, you know, like. Um, a Louis Vuitton print or, or something like that as well. But. Yeah, well, there's a lot there because, I, I mean, if you think about it, especially in here in the UK, uh, and it's certainly in Dubai when I was living over there uh, for some time, that, that, that what we do is we pimp our cars. Uh, well, not me personally, but I've seen a lot of it where you have the neon lights underneath the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen my car, it's a mini. But uh, yeah, that we pimp our cars with, the, you know, I don't know if you've seen them, the neon uh, lights underneath the the, the um, chassis and uh, w- we don't really pimp our headphones in a way but what about neon you know graphics and lights and yeah m- maybe we need to pimp uh, that, there you go pimpmyheadphone.com <laughs> yeah there you go there another you go. kickstarter right okay we need two people there you go you and I <laughs> yeah hey I'm down right I'm, down. I'm all in corny um, so the last thing we need to ask you is, you know, is, uh, this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. You've probably got a smartphone, I should think, within uh, a reach of where you are now. Perhaps you can tell us one or two apps that you uh, like to use uh, and maybe ones that you feel that we've not come across before or are new to us. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll maybe highlight two uh, two apps here. Um one app is a game. Um, I've been really enjoying it. Um, 
it, it has a one or two bugs, unfortunately. But um, there's a there's a game called Rival Knights that I that I really enjoy playing, and it's really just about jousting. And um, you literally just you know level up with different armor and and um, horses and things like that. I kind of like that. Um, so I have to, you know, do a, a, a game plug. And then there's another app that, and this is specifically for Android, um, right now, and it's called Lapsit. And, um, and what it is, is, is a time-lapse app. Um, I was looking for, for Hyperlapse, but I realized that it's only on iOS. So, um, it's a good alternative for Android users. Yeah, I think I downloaded a Hyperlapse. And so Lapsit, uh, would be would enable us to take a time-lapse video. Yes. And, and would you need a stand for that then? Um, it would probably be helpful, but you don't, uh, you know, you don't need one. Um, you can, you know, just chronicle your journey somewhere, but, but I think a stand would help with, with it looking really, really nice. So when you say chronicle your journey, are you not standing there for 10 hours? Are you in New York? Uh, just, uh, holding no. the, the camera your phone uh, to no, create no. a time-lapse video <laughs> <laughs> no um uh, you know and you know what this is actually an interesting point um with with like i like i've seen uh time really cool time-lapse videos on instagram and things like that where it's just a few seconds right and so it, it might be just my journey through um through a tunnel it might be my journey through times square um, which would, which may take, you know, several minutes, but I could just be walking and just literally time-lapsing, you know, my interactions with people and stuff like that and just put out, you know, a 20-second, 30-second video, um, time-lapse video. So it's not actually like me watching the sunset or anything like that. That's, that's the way I would use it. I love it. I love it. And uh, I think it's genius because uh, you're condensing uh, a lot of... Um, time into obviously a very short short amount you know seven second ten second video so uh, uh sounds really cool okay so i'll put links to those on the show notes again it's the appguy.co just go and visit that episode 171 uh so how best can we reach out to you courtney how best can we connect um you can anybody who wants to connect with me can uh connect directly uh via email um or through the site uh, my email is uh at tomo-app.com um, and, and people can reach out that way. Um, they can write something on my Kickstarter um, or they can go directly to the website, which is tomo-app.com and um, there's a section uh, where you can kind of leave me a note, um, leave me, you know, name and email and a note and, and I'll, I'll get it that way as well. Yeah, and of course, uh, go and pledge. Pledge uh, to support you in, in your endeavors and uh, it sounds like you've got a lot of ideas. Uh, you've got a bright future ahead of you, uh, Courtney. <laughs> and uh, uh, let's just hope the next one doesn't take seven years. But <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, if you have an idea, get it out and do it now. Yeah, I guess uh, you know the theme of the this episode and the one th- what, what, some big takeaways. But that that is one of them is to not sit on an an idea, whether that be an app idea or a, any whatever the idea is, because ideas um, they tend to grow, don't they, once they're out there. Yes, and, and and I did actually t- start talking off Courtney about um, the in my intro uh, talking about the it does make people feel scared when they share their idea. I mean, I'm constantly being asked to sign NDAs, you know, when I need to look at an app or the code, uh, non disclosure agreements. Uh, how did it feel for you after all, all these years of having this idea to actually then just open it up and put it out there for the world to see before it's even of an eventuality? 
Yeah, um, I want to say two things about that, and hopefully I remember them. But first, I, I that was part that was a part of why I didn't. It was there was this fear factor, and it's all really it all really goes back to fear. Afraid of you know not uh, not doing it well, or afraid of somebody taking the idea and all that kind of thing, and um, and just just bringing it out there. Who, the person that you are um, that you are being when you when you speak it. Um, is allowing that idea to to exist. Um, so when you speak it out, when you say it, when you tell it to somebody else, um, it exists now. You know what I mean. Um, and so then you become responsible for it. And it's 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 almost like birthing a little baby a little bit in in a, in a sense um, because once you speak it, it's now in existence, and now you're responsible for actually creating it. That is well said, my friend. Well said. So, uh, there is the homework for the Abster Tribe that you left us with. If you have an idea, you're listening to this, and it's been sitting in the, on the back burner for some time, use this opportunity and inspiration to go and get your idea out there. Just start talking about it. I guess, yeah, and just uh, keep repeating it every day, and uh, and you'll be amazed at what happens. So, Courtney, thank you very much for joining us on the App Guide Podcast. All the best with uh, all the endeavors that you've got going on and uh, you're welcome back anytime awesome thank you so much i appreciate it thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned for the next episode everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you and you can change it you can influence it you can build your own things that other people can use the app guy podcast 